Did you push yourself to be great today? Did you do it? If you didn't do it, you lost today. We ain't got many days to lose. Lowe is trying to get open, fires away. Ah! It's over! The Bulls win at the buzzer! Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. And this time he's going to go down. It's going to be picked off by Mack. Mack with the interception. And Mack will take it all the way in for a touchdown. This is Respect the Midwest. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of year again. Alex, do you know what happened today? What happened today, Jordan? FBS football happened today. UAB, or actually it's still going on, technically. UAB is playing Central Arkansas, who actually played last weekend. It's weird how they get, like, how they're, like, the first two games of the year both involve Central Arkansas. I think it's kind of crazy. Yeah. They're actually only in a 10-point game with UAB right now. And UAB's been pretty good the last couple of years. They have. Ever they since, have been. Ever since they rejuvenated back in uh, 2015. Which is crazy, and it's awesome. Yeah. However, we are not here today to talk about UAB as much as I would love to talk about University of Alabama Birmingham. Go Blazers. Today is about what's happening a week from when we're recording this. The NFL season is back. Unlike college football, every team in the NFL will be playing this year. Now, I may have just jinxed myself, and if I did, we're going to replay this here soon on a on an episode in the future where, like, you know, we'll be like, NFL's canceled. What the heck do, what the heck do we do with our lives? Hopefully we don't have to do that. But today is all about football. This episode is all about football. We will get back to the NBA playoffs next week. Don't worry. This isn't the end of the NBA talk. Or any other topic. But today is all about football. And here's what we got for you today. We've got award winners. So MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year. We've got... Uh, what else do we have today? I forgot. <laughs> I'm already forgetting. We are, We have win totals. We have projections. We have... And Alex is going to tell us who he thinks is going to lead the league in passing yards, rushing yards, and receiving yards. But we're going to begin today... Division previews. I've been doing a lot of research here. You know, I have a lot of free time. We just got to college, and I have a lot of free time on my hands. I've got all the win totals right in front of me, and I'm going to read them out to you as we go along here. And Alex, I know you're a big Patriots fan, but as we start off with the AFC East here, I have to tell you, Right now, the Vegas win totals have the Patriots at 9-7. Alex, do you think that's anywhere near accurate, or is there, I mean, is there some reasoning to that, or is that ridiculous? I mean, keep in, now keep in mind, they do have the Patriots 9-7, that is the best in the division. Do you think there's any merit to that? Speaking unbiasedly, I think that is a fair assumption. With the talent that the Patriots have, it's... Been, it's lacking this year from p- past years, but I still feel like they're going to have a winning record. Never underestimate Bill Belichick and what he can do. Still the best coach in the league. I'm not going to underestimate Bill Belichick because every time I've done that for the last eight years or so, it's kind of bit me in the back. But I did have Tom Brady, so it'll be interesting to see. Maybe the Patriots offense will be better. I said a couple of weeks ago, I think it'll be better than it has been the last couple of years. 
with Cam Newton at the helm, assuming he's fully healthy, his shoulders fully healthy. I know they just ha- they actually just named him the starter. Yep. Earlier today. So we'll see if they can keep up this twenty-year terror over the AFC East that they have. And Alex, go ahead. Let's 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 start. Let's just get right into it. Give me your AFC East standings, starting with the worst team in the division, the and New we'll York go, Jets. Uh, we'll go up the list. All right, New York. Jets. Starting at number four, the New York Jets. Obviously, he didn't even. He, he was. He's so confident. He didn't let, even let me finish my statement. They have a growing defense, and I feel they they still have problems on offense. And Sam Darnold, I don't think, is the answer. And Le'Veon Bell is just not a good fit with Adam Gase. They don't get along. And so I'm going to say they're going to go 3-13 and 13 or 4-12. and 12 Because wow. I just don't think they're going to be good. Number three, I have the Miami Dolphins going around... Seven and nine or six and ten. I feel like Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to start the year, obviously. But around week eight, week nine, I imagine they'll start to attack by Loa. And both quarterbacks will get around two to three wins apiece, I would say. Maybe two a little bit more, because I feel like he is ready for the NFL, I feel, more than I have in the past with him. So, yeah, 6 or 10 and 7 and 9. Number two spot, I have the Buffalo Bills. They have a top three defense in the league. There's no doubt about it. I mean, that they're deep on every single position, all three levels. And that defense starts with Tredavious White on the corner. And... There's just no holes in that defense. But the problem is on the offensive side. They have Josh Allen, who is an amazing athlete, but is a very inconsistent quarterback. He barely had a 2-1 to one intercept, TD-to-interception ratio last year. And I just feel like with the way that the AFC East has built their secondaries, especially in Miami and New England... That's not going to fare well for him. Granted, he does have Stephon Diggs this year, but that just means Byron Jones or Stephon Gilmore is going to get him, and he'll be, they'll be shut down. And number one, I have the New England Patriots going 9-7, and 10-6. I feel like there's, this is going to be a bounce back here for Cam. The defense will be good as usual, and there, there's going to be some of those games where – the Patriots will just out-coach the opponent. And when it comes down to it, they will prevail in the end. So 10-6, book them as probably the fourth seed in the playoffs. So now I want to hear your standings on the AFC South. So I agree with you in basically every, in basically every facet of what you were saying. Um, the only place where I would... Let me just start from the bottom, and then I'll I'll get to what I was about to say. Here's the thing about the Jets. Here, let me Alex. Let me tell you their road games outside of the division. Obviously, they go at Buffalo, at Miami, at New England. But here are their road games outside of division. And granted, not sure how many fans are going to be at these stadiums. I know a few. I mean, some stadiums will have fans. I think that will affect it a little bit. But besides, I mean, not being in your home stadium, 
even without fans, I think is going to affect a little bit. You know, because you're not just, you know, grass is different and just the whole vibe is different. They go at Indianapolis, at the Chargers. The Chargers, either way, will have no fans. At Kansas City, at Seattle, at the LA Rams. That's four games, right? Excuse me, five games. Six games. No, five games. Sorry, I can't count. Five games right there. I think they might lose all of those. Are you talking about... Maybe... maybe The Jets? The Jets. Okay. The Jets on the road. I think I would pick them to lose most, if not all, those games. And on the road, even against the Dolphins, I I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to win a game on the road this year. Miami is an underrated uh, home field advantage. They really are. And... If I were to pick a team to surprise us this year, I would pick Miami. They have a lot of unproven talent on that roster, and I think putting them at three is a good spot in the division, a good safe spot. Um, Putting Buffalo at two, I think, is also an easy bet. Um, Again, their their away schedule, looking at theirs, their only really, really tough one is at the Niners. But other than that, I mean, they've got a pretty solid schedule uh, getting all those tough games that the Jets had at home. So I see the Buffalo Bills doing something similar to 10-6 and six again. Um, and maybe maybe they'll win the division, but ultimately i, I got to put the Patriots at number one. Um, I don't know. It, here's the thing. I just don't know what the Patriots' offense is going to look like. And I, don't know, I really don't know what the defense is going to look like either. Uh, Vegas has their win total, like I said, at 9-7. I think that's got some merit to it, and as I'm talking this out, I think I'm going to pick the Bills to win the division uh, here in the AFC East. That's fair. It's Mostly, it's really, I think the Patriots will really, find a way to sneak They'll find a way to sneak into the playoffs, but i gotta, I got to pick the Bills, man. And it's going to be weird. See, I guarantee you this. The Patriots... Will not play the divisional round at home. That is my Jordan guarantee for the year. Basically saying that they're, I don't think they're going to win the division this year. I think this is the year that everything changes. The Patriots are still going to make the playoffs. I think they will, but I don't think they're going to win the division. I think the Bills are going to win the division. Fair enough. It's really a toss-up. All right. So now I want to. We'll start with you this time. I want to hear your thoughts on the AFC South. AFC South. Okay, this division, I think the the hot pick is going to be the Titans because of the way they finished last year, and I would agree with that. I think it, they are the hot pick, and, I, and if I was a betting man, which I am, I'm I think I'm going to pick them to win the division as well, but not by like a huge margin. I don't think they're going to dominate it. I th- I still think Houston and Indianapolis, despite all that they've lost, especially on the Houston side. Um, are still going to be contenders, and I think any th- one of those three teams can win it. If I'm going to guess, I'm going to say the Titans go ten and six again. I'm, I'm not. I'm not seeing like a twelve and four, thirteen and three run from the Titans. Their Vegas win total is actually less. I mean, slightly less than the Colts. Actually, the Vegas win totals have the Colts winning the division. Um, Texans at three, which is just crazy to think about because of the way the Texans have dominated that division. But it, it, it's tough. I, I think I'm going to go with the Titans to win the division. I'm going to put the Colts at two. Um, I'm using the schedule to inf, inf, you know to influence me 
a lot of, in what I do. I think I think I have a good idea of how certain teams are going to play, and the Colts have a lot of their tough games at home outside of their division. They get the Packers at home. They get the Ravens at home. Uh, they get the Vikings at home. Three good teams right there. They get the um, Texans are in division. So I am going to pick the Titans to win, but they may have like, – the, the Titans and Colts might end up, end up with the same record. I think the Titans, though, are slightly better, and I think they're going to beat the Colts in the games that they do play. And then for the Texans, it's – they could. Uh, let me just say this. I think they all three could end up with the same record. I think it, as crazy as that sounds, I think they might find a way to all three end up with the same record. But I think the Titans are slightly better than both of those two teams. That's where ultimately where I'm at. And then of course, um, the Jags would be uh, at the bottom with or without Leonard Fournette. See, I res- I respect you going on the strength of the schedule, but I usually just go based on how they have the talent around them. And just go by that. So what I think is I have the Titans at number one also. Because of, obviously, Derrick Henry. But also that defense. Very underrated defense. Yeah, I totally agree. I, and I was thinking about that when I was talking about them. but Because I, I was more, more on the numbers side. But yeah, the Titans defense is very, very underrated. And then um, I have Houston at number two because I believe Deshaun Watson is a miracle man and will pull at least three or four games out of his hat and just that will get that will get them to second place. I have Indianapolis. Were you, were you about were you about to swear there? I was not. I am <laughs> a good boy. Pull three pull three games out of his what now? <laughs> <laughs> I have Indianapolis at three. I feel like Phil Rivers will be a serviceable quarterback for them. He won't be anything over the top because of how old he is. And I love their offensive line over Indianapolis. Quentin Nelson's my favorite player in the NFL. But once again, they play tough games. And Jacksonville at number four. I mean, they released Leonard Fournette. It's tank for Trevor. They're going to have the number one overall pick. Yeah. And that's have, that's the Alex Mann guarantee of the year, right? Here, I feel like with the the Jags, their only bright spot, like if I were to make a bold prediction, I feel like, I mean, they're probably going to be really, really bad. They're probably like you said, tanking for Trevor's, and we discussed this on the last podcast uh, after they released Fournette. But Gardner Minshew is probably going to play like super well in like the last four, like five or six games, and. He'll be playing so well that people are going to start at like the 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 topic over the off season is going to be like, do they really need Trevor or do they just need to build around Gardshu? All uh, the the Gardshu. Oh my gosh! Kind of like Gardner the twenty seventeen, kind of like the 2018 ers when they got Garoppolo. They were very bad until he got there and they won their last six games. Right. All right. Let's move on to the AFC North. What a division this is shaping up to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, this division might be the most interesting division uh, in all of sports. And I know I just mentioned the fact that I think the Texans, Colts, and Titans might all end up with the same record, which would be freaking interesting. But in terms of storylines, this division has got them all. Start me off, Alex, uh, with your AFC North preview. Well, at number four, we have the lowly Cincinnati Bengals. A rebuilding team, to say the least. Rookie quarterback second-year head coach, 
some returning pieces in Jonah Williams and a a healthy A.J. Green. And not a very good defense. So put them at number four. I feel like Cleveland is still going to be at number three. Because I just... I love Baker Mayfield with all my heart. I'm a huge Oklahoma fan, but I just don't think he's the answer. I mean, with all that talent they have, they just don't work well together. Unless, like, Kevin Stefanski can just mesh them all together really well, then in that case they'll be a playoff team. But I just don't see it. Number two, I have the Steelers. A top three defense in the league. Ben Roethlisberger is back, even though he was hurt last year. Still top 15 quarterback. James Conner, I feel like he's going to have a bounce back here this year. Mm. Along- I'm going re- to revisit your Big Ben statement. All right. I don't know if I agree with that. And uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Thompson, James Washington. A good up-and-coming receiver core there. And number one, to nobody's surprise, we have... Action Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, how can you stop that? Yeah. I mean, a thousand yard rushing quarterback, a thousand yard rushing wide receiver, thirty six touchdown passes. I mean, if it wasn't for Derrick Henry and nobody being able to tackle him, they would have gone into Kansas City in the championship game last year and beat the Chiefs. I feel like. So that is my AFC North predictions. Back to you, Jordan. This is one of the the easy pick here is the Ravens. They have eleven. They're at their projection is eleven point four wins, uh, which is the most in the entire league. No part of me would be shocked if they do go ahead and win, go twelve and four again, or go eleven and five. But I just can't see them. Being, I can't see Lamar being as dominant as he was last year. Like, I, I, for me, there's just no way that he can repeat that sort of dominance. And but, with all that being said, looking at their schedule, their road games, and I'm, I know I'm bringing this up a lot. It's like I'm beating a broken record or being a broken record here, beating a dead horse. Sorry, I just mixed up two analogies. <laughs> They're out of division road games. At the Texans, who, you know, Texans, they're, I don't know what they're doing. They're not rebuilding yet, but I feel like they may be a year or two away from starting to rebuild. Yeah. At the Eagles, very unproven team out there in Philly. At the Patriots, which could be tough. Always. And that's it. Those are their only, you know, and those are the games. So they're against a lot of, like, teams that we just, like, we don't really know what they're going to be. And the Patriot, the Ravens are better than every team I just named. I, I I believe, at least, and they're they're the only like for for sure out of the teams I just named. Or and at the Redskins too. So oh crap, sorry, Washington football team. Sorry. That was a close I one. I, would, I knew I would do. I know I definitely said it. To me, they will always be the Washington R words. But sorry. Um. I just they're they're too good for you not to say that they're going to win the division. However, I do believe the Steelers are going to be very, very close behind them. Only if, if and only if, Big Ben can stay healthy for an entire year. And I'm not sure he has the ability to do that. 
If ben, Big Ben gets hurt, it's going to be a Raven Ravens blowout for the division. And I even think Cleveland might sneak in there and, t- and sneak into the playoffs in that case and overtake the second spot in the division. I'm not going to say here that the Browns are going to, like, I, I assume that Big Ben won't be out for, you know, 15 games like he was last year. But the Browns are going to be better this year. And no part of me would be shocked if they do try to make a run for the division, if they get a couple upset wins. Um, in particular, I am looking at week, uh, excuse me. I mean, if they go at Baltimore in week one, that's the first game, is Cleveland at Baltimore. If they get that win in week one, no part of me would be shocked if they started off 3-0. and They have the Bengals at home and then the R-Words at home. I'm still going to call them the R-Words, even though they aren't that anymore. I think it's just funnier. The Browns have a lot of of prove-it games, a lot of chances to prove to the world that they are for real. And I think they might come through on a couple of them. It'll just... It'll just depend on how they do in the games that they're supposed to win. It seems like those are the games they always struggle with most. And then for the Bengals, I mean, they have Joe Burrow, and he's hot, and he's exciting. But they have a lot of work to do, especially on the defensive end. They said Um, that about Johnny Manziel. He was hot. He was exciting. (laughs) I think Joe Burrow and Johnny Manziel are two completely different quarterbacks. I know. Um I I think the Bengals will probably end fourth again. Um, they need they need some work on the defensive end, and they have a lot of inexperience on offense. They do have AJ Green coming back, so the wide receivers and Joe Burrow. I'm not totally worried about. I'm not really worried about their offense. Period. It's their defense that worries me, and their offense isn't going to be perfect every game. So I'm I'm going to have to put them at the bottom. Now let us move on to the AFC West. A division that is a little bit more clear than the others, obviously, with the Kansas City Chiefs being uh, the lead dog in that division, and I don't see anything changing really anytime soon, period. Um, They're going to win this division. They're going to boat race the entire division. And then after that, it's basically flipping a coin. I mean, each team has so so many flaws, and yet, at the same time, so many things you like about them. For the Chargers, Austin Eckler is going to be the full-time starting running back now, as it seems. We'll see how that goes. For the Broncos, Drew Locke is entering his second season, uh, first full season. And then for the Raiders, I mean, geez, they drafted another fast wide receiver. and It seems like we say that every year because in a way we do. Basically, I'm not even going to predict the rest of the division because it, it's just a crapshoot. I'm picking the Chiefs, and that's all i got to say. It's I like, mean, honestly. It's like Al Davis has never left the building. Honestly. <laughs> All right, so my picks is obviously Kansas City at number one. I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to end up being a top three quarterback in the end. In the end, all you know, at least statistically. Right. And I don't know if they're if they'll make if they'll win the Super Bowl this year, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Number two is I actually have Denver this year. Hmm. Because I feel like Vic Fangio will s- settle that defense and get it back to at least a decent form. I mean, it's never been terrible. It just hasn't been the 2015 form. I don't think we'll ever see that again. Um, and then their offense, it's it's scary. 
in my opinion. It's if they do what I think they can do, they can be a top five offense in the NFL. I know that's kind of a bold prediction, but for the wait, you're, you're still talking about the Broncos, right? Yeah, I'm talking about the Broncos. A top five offense. You heard me. You heard me. Okay. I mean, you have Drew Locke, who is a gunslinger. His upside, his upside is incredible, but his downside is. He did very well. He did very well in his limited starts last year. Yeah. I mean, he was able to go up to Minnesota and beat the Vikings. So I mean, I, I let me just say this: I don't think any team has any one player that is going to make them compete with Kansas City. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. But and I don't know that any of these teams have the capacity to make a like a run at a wild card spot either. Yeah, but uh, but if there is one team with the most upside, I do believe it to be Denver because of Drew Locke and the fact that he has so much upside himself. Yeah, um, I mean, so I. I I'm going to be interested to see if if he's able to you know show his full potential and maybe 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 make a run at a wild card spot. But I don't see any of the other teams going higher than eight and eight. But I feel like the uh, the Broncos will live and die by the combo of Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. I feel like they will be the uh, stop and go of this offense. If they're not, if those two running backs aren't doing well, then the Broncos won't be able to do much, I don't think. And number three, I have the Chargers. I mean, unproven quarterbacks. Great roster, just unproven quarterbacks. Uh, number four, I have the Raiders of Las Vegas. Derek Carr is an underrated quarterback. He's a top 15 quarterback in the NFL, at least statistically. Some people may not like Derek Carr. I don't know why you would not not like him. But yeah, I have the, those are my predictions. All right, so let's move a little further here with the AFC. Let's go to our playoff predictions. Let's not we won't get into like specifics divisional round championship. I mean, we can, those are all kind of interchangeable. For me, it's pretty simple. Which team we're going to say which team will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl again? This is pretty chalk, but I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to end up going to the Super Bowl again. And despite the fact that Baltimore, you know, their projections are good and they play they play in the tougher division, um, and I think they'll win that tougher division. I can't see a, a world where Lamar, like like I said earlier, I can't see a world where Lamar Jackson is better than he was last year. Hopefully, he gets you know better at throwing the ball, especially in in tight games and games where they are behind because a lot of the reason why he struggled so much in the game against the Titans because the, the, the Ravens were like never at a deficit last year and in games were like in the regular season in games that they were in the couple games that they were they ended up losing um, and so you know I want to see Kansas City excuse me Kansas City and Baltimore play in the playoffs I don't see a world or Kansas City doesn't go back. I think they are clearly the best team in the AFC with the least amount of downside. Uh, the defense has improved. Chris Jones is coming back on a new contract. Pat Mahomes is still there. Don't that's I don't even Pat Mahomes needs no introduction. I'm also gonna pick Kansas City. I mean that defense last year just proved themselves immensely. I feel the key to that championship run last year was the addition of Tyron Matthew. 
the emotional leader of that defense. Just, it was just the missing puzzle piece. Oh, I agree. I definitely agree. And I think it, the same effect happened with Pittsburgh once they got Minka Fitzpatrick. That defense just became absolutely just mammoth defense. I mean, overwhelming everyone. And that's going to be my, not my sleeper pick, but my, I guess it is kind of a sleeper pick. If KC doesn't win it, the team that I think has the, A, the talent to do it and the discipline to do it is the Pittsburgh Steelers, as weird as that sounds. Um, I Especially with the defense, they can be, I think the offense has enough weapons where they don't have to play complementary football, um, kind of like, like, like a couple of other teams we're going to be talking about here soon. And they have all the weapons in the world on both sides of the ball, maybe not as deep at the wide receiver position, they have the talent to be able to make a deep run in the playoffs because of just how good that defense is. And if Juju, I think Juju's going to have a resurgent year if Big Ben is healthy. Again, all of this is predicated on Big Ben being healthy. Um, my so that, that, that's all I'll say about Pittsburgh, and I think they would be my sleeper. My sleeper pick, you may think I'm biased, but I'm never going to count out New England until Bill Belichick is gone. I'm until a, they gave you a reason not yeah. until they gave you a reason to count them out, which they haven't yet. I mean, if Cam, like you said, if Cam Newton can return to at least somewhat MVP form, I mean, one thing to not overlook is the Patriots' running back group. I mean, yeah, there's like no names that stand out. Maybe Sony Michelle, but I'd watch out for uh, Damian Harrison, Lamar Miller, Rex Burkhead, and uh, of course James White. They're all going to play like a key role this year, and you're just not going to have one back that's going to stand out. And it's all going to be part of the, it's all going to be situational football. I mean, you'll see one running back one game, you'll see one running back another. I think. I mean, I don't know. This is kind of a bold prediction, but that's what I'm all about. NFC time. Ugh, I don't want to talk about the. Oh, also, by the way, Patrick Mahomes uh, got married. Yep. Eight year, no, he didn't get married. He uh, proposed to his girlfriend, Brittany, the other day. So that's, that's 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 a nice note, right? That is. Pat Mahomes got two rings. Actually, well, he gave well, he got one and gave one away. But anyway, let's start with the NFC East. Probably uh, my least favorite division. Oh, it's everyone's in the NFL. least favorite division. I can't. It's all because of one team. And we'll get to that team in a moment. Alex, go ahead. (laughs) Give me your NFC East. Okay. At number four, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay. At number four, we have the Washington football team. A (laughs) unproven quarterback. It's like Ohio State NFL edition. Really. I mean, kind of, yeah. Dwayne Haskins, Terry McLaurin, Chase Young. I mean, where does... Those, it... are, the three, those are the three best players on the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, maybe not Dwayne Haskins, but I mean, I've seen video of Chase Young in training camp. It's like, it's not fair when he lines up against people. Yeah, but once again, I mean, they're still a team on the build, and they're going... I feel like they're going through some identity issues right now, obviously, but maybe Ron Rivera will... Get him to five and eleven, I'd say. Number three, I have probably one of my least favorite football teams, the New York Giants. 
for obvious reasons. I love Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones is a developing quarterback still, and their wide receiver groups is trash. I mean, outside of Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard, nothing. And their defense is still eh. So, number three. Number two, I have your favorite team in the entire NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. I am a somewhat believer in Dak Prescott. I love Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, who doesn't? Mm-mm-mm. I mean, feed him, feed him. But feed Zeke, baby. And they have a really good wide receiver group in Cooper, Cup, and not not Cup, C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup. Their offensive line is kind of deteriorating over the past couple of years. So they they're not the 2016 form, and their defense. I love Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. I feel like they're one of the best one-two punches at linebacker you can find. But the loss of Byron Jones is going to be huge to them. They're just going to get thrown on so much this year. I feel like. What about Awuzie? Chidobi Awuzie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not a big fan. I just like saying his name. Yeah. And number one, I have. The Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz is, in my opinion, a top seven quarterback. And they they have Miles Sanders, who I feel like is going to have a breakout year this year. Probably a thousand rushing yards, at least. And then their wide receiver group, I mean, yeah, they were thin last year, but they're getting Deshaun Jackson back. They're getting Alshon Jeffrey. And then they drafted Jalen Rieger who I've heard really good things about, kind of like a mini Tyreek Hill. Like, well, not height-wise, but kind of just like that. And their defense is still suffocating. I don't – their defensive line is still very good. Until Fletcher Cox dies or – not dies, <laughs> retires. Until Brandon Graham dies. <laughs> I, that's still a great group. And Doug Peterson is the best coach in that division. And – Count them on making a wild card spot. I agree with most of what you said. However, I'm going to go against my morals here. I referred to this um, before you started giving your prediction that there is one team in this division that I hate, and I know I'm not alone in hating this team. I hate the Dallas Cowboys. I can't stand their immediate attention, which is partially why I named the show what it is. I didn't mention Dallas in, like, any of my like give the give the Midwest attention. Never mentioned Dallas. It's cause it's not the whole city. It's just the Cowboys. Anyway. America's n- team. Enough emotion. My butt. I think the Patriots are America's team, but that's a topic for another day. Thank you. I believe the New York football giants and the Washington R words or the football team, excuse me are kind of interchangeable, but I, I, I think I would put the, the, the football team, I would put Washington fourth, as much as it pains me to say that as an Ohio State fan, literally loving that entire roster. All my favorite players, you know, of the last couple of years <laughs> are on that roster. But I think they will, I think Washington, they're, they're set at 5-11 and 11 right now, 
they might go seven and nine this year. I think them. I think they have a chance to do that. To steal a couple games. I think Dwayne Haskins is going to develop pretty well. Um, I'm really excited to see how they pl- how they play this year. I mean, despite how I feel about them changing their name from the R words, I do like this team. Don't love them, especially on defense on the back end. Um, Chase Young is great, but he can only affect so much, <laughs> and um, eventually, you know, people are going to find ways around, you know, find ways to. This is ironic, but defend him. Um, and for the Giants, their defense still kind of sucks, to put it lightly, or to put it bluntly. So I think the Giants in uh, Washington will be 3-4, and four, not sure which order. Probably Giants 3, Washington 4. And as much as it pains me to do this, I think the Cowboys are going to win the division, and I think the Eagles will end up at 2. I know that the, the Eagles have Deshaun Jackson back, but he's kind of aging. Jalen Rager is unproven. I think he'll be good. I'm not When I say unproven, I'm not saying they won't get better. Jalen Rager is a really good receiver. I think he will get better. Alshon Jeffrey, for whatever reason, can't stay healthy. If the Eagles stay healthy, they will have a really good shot at winning this division. But Dallas's talent, I think at I think this is finally the year where they kind of put it all together again, kind of like they did in 2016. And they're gonna—I think they're gonna go on a really good run this year. They might go 12 and four, um, 11 and five—that that territory. I do like Philly though. I like Philly. I don't love them. I don't love Carson Wentz. I've never loved Carson Wentz. Um, well, so we'll see. As much as it pains me to do it though, I am gonna put Dallas at number one. Um, again, it, 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 this goes without saying for every team. But especially with Dallas, with all the talent they have, they stay healthy. They are a 13-3, 12-4 I believe. It'll be, inter- it'll be interesting to see how Mike McCarthy coaches them. For sure. Um, the NFC South, you know, earlier when I said that the AFC North is going to be the most interesting division, I still think the AFC North is interesting. But the, when Tom Brady moves to your division, you can't help but think that all the storylines are going to be about him and the, and the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Saints are probably the best team in that division, and I think they will probably win it again. But I am not a big Drew Brees guy anymore. He seems to really, his stats seem to just plummet toward the end of the year. Each of the last two seasons, he towards the end of the year, it looks like he just gets tired, honestly. And they may win enough games at the beginning to help have them win the division, but Tampa Bay and Atlanta are going to be close behind them. I think Atlanta's due for a bounce back year. Um, improved on both sides of the ball. They got more weapons for Matt Ryan. Julio Jones at age 31 is still top three receiver. Might be the best. Um, obviously, I just mentioned him without before mentioning Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is there's no need to talk about him because you you know what he's going to do. He's going to go out there. He's going to get his what seems like 10 receptions a game, he's going to do what he's going to do. But from an overall team perspective, Tampa Bay and Atlanta are going to be right there behind him. And Carolina, the loss of Luke Kuechly, I think is just, you know, it, it, it showed that it was too much last year for the most part. And I believe that they're going to end up finishing fourth, unfortunately. DJ Moore is going to have a really good year statistically, but again, it's, this is about the whole team. I, I got to put New Orleans number one. But Tampa Bay and Atlanta will be right behind them. And I think we could see a situation this year where three teams from the same division make the playoffs. 
the AFC North did that a lot back in the early 2000s, like the, when the Bengals had, you know, with Andy Dalton, they, you know, made the playoffs every year, it seemed like. Um, they made, I think they did make the playoffs like five or six years in a row, but they never won a game. But I could see that scenario happening this year. Well, I will have to not agree with you. I feel like Brady is going to be a serviceable quarterback for the most talented roster, or for the second most talented roster in the NFL. I feel like Drew Brees is, like you said, he's getting up there in age. And yeah, they have Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Thomas, and a good offensive line and a good defense, but so do the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers have better weapons. And I think a better quarterback. And I feel like the addition of Leonard Fournette won't pay off immediately, but once it gets closer to time and they have to go and play in cold-weather football, you're going to want a big back to be able to mm-hmm. use because it's yeah. hard to tackle a big back. I mean, look at Derek. I don't know why. I don't even know why I didn't mention Leonard Fournette. Anyway, keep going. I mean, and it may it's not bias, I don't think, to pick the Buccaneers, even though I – have to give I have to thank Brady for all he's done and my favorite player of all time is on that team in Gronk but I hmm. I have New Orleans at two and Atlanta at three I mean outside of Tampa Bay I feel like Atlanta had also a really good offseason I mean they got a sort of washed up Todd Gurley but he's not going to return to his 2017 form, but he's gonna be a serviceable back, serviceable back for them with the loss of Devontae Freeman. And another thing they had was Dante Fowler, which I feel like doesn't get enough attention. He was a 10 sack guy last year for the Rams, and I feel like he's gonna duplicate that. He's, he won't have the success that Shaq Barrett had coming into Tampa Bay last year, but no. And at fourth, we have. The Jacksonville Jaguars of the AFs of the NFC, the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> they have probably one of the best players in the entire league in CMC, but yeah. outside of that, I mean, yeah, DJ Moore's good, but I'm not a big Teddy Bridgewater fan. I just feel like he was yeah. put, he was put in a good situation there in New Orleans, and that's why he oh, had for success. Sure. And I like. Yeah, I like Matt Rule and Joe Brady. Like, I know you're a big Joe Brady fan. Yeah, but I don't know if it's gonna come together in the first year. Maybe. Let me just say, yeah, go ahead. Okay, no, I'm done. So, okay, let me just say the running backs in this division. I mean, they've got some. They've got some names in this division. Yeah, I know Leonard Fournette and Tom Gurley. Like, you know, they haven't had numbers wise, statistics wise, haven't had great last couple of years. Well, Gurley did in 2018, but uh, we're talking about 2017 or 2019. Excuse me. Goodness gracious. I cannot talk. There's some names here in the running back department, and Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, they, they, they've got some weapons here. It'll be interesting to see because with Gurley and Fournette, they both have all the potential in the world, and I would say Fournette probably has the highest potential between the two is because, you know, he doesn't really have the same injury history that Gurley does. So I, I think, I mean, that's some really, I mean, 
that's going to be entertaining to see which 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 of those four has the best season. Obviously, there was a rumor yesterday or a couple of days ago that Alvin Kamara was like going to be traded or something, and then that, that turned out to be not even close to being true. Um, but uh, no, this is this is going to be a fun division, um, just mostly just because of the fact that Tom Brady is there, which in turn brought in a lot of different players. Um, without really saying a, a, a whole lot, he's kind of turned into the LeBron James. LeBron James, you knew you knew what I was going to say. Where guys just want to come play with him for whatever reason, despite this being his what twenty first, twentieth year, twenty first year uh, in the I league. Think, I forget, but I think it's it's one of those. Yeah, his age forty three season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just say that. Um, and he's got all the weapons in the world. No part of me would be shocked if the Bucks won this division, but I I think the Saints are going to win enough just to just to sneak out of it. And now it's time for. The division of the Midwest. Ugh. <laughs> this is the Midwest division, but I don't really want to talk about it. Um, I'll start if you want. Go ahead. Yeah, just go ahead. I, I got a lot of thinking to do. All right. So at number four, to nobody's surprise, we have the Motor City Lions. I mean, hmm. Matt Stafford is this team. I mean, Kenny Galladay is an up-and-coming receiver, and TJ Hawkinson is unproven, I feel like. The addition of DeAndre Swift is interesting, but I don't think I don't see them. Uh, I don't see them doing much. But I feel like Jeff Okuda will shout out to Ohio State. Uh, will have yeah. a big impact coming in, and I'll talk more about that later. Uh, number three, I have your beloved Chicago Bears. Oh, that I'm, hurts. I'm sorry. I know you're a hometown guy, and I respect the it's hell. All right. I respect it's the heck right. out of that. They have a top ten defense, easily. Oh, thanks. Or maybe even a top five. I'll even. I'll be <laughs> nice. <laughs> Every man that looks into the eyes of Khalil Mack is automatically scared. I mean, if you yeah. just look at him, you just feel like you, you're gonna want to go into a corner and cower in fear. But. And the Bears have the best linebacking group in the NFL, in my opinion. Can you affirm that? I mean, we do. Yeah. I think, and I think something that is kind of going unnoticed this year is our addition of Robert Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who, I mean, that man, whatever, being on the Cowboys last year, and I, I was so glad to see him come to Chicago. I think that is a very underrated signing, and I think this defense is going to be just as good. I mean, it was really, really good last year, but a lot of what happened last year, and I could go on for a tangent for an hour on this, but the Bears' offense killed the Bears' defense in that time of possession was always so skewed in favor of whoever the Bears were playing. Yeah. And the defense just got so tired, and then, you know, with that came injuries, and I feel like they're really re- they're going to be rejuvenated this year on the defensive end. Signing to Sean Gibson too, I think, is also something that's going you know under the radar. Um, and so I, the Bears' defense is you know is not the issue. Going back to uh, my, my opinion, um, just watching the Bears' offense last year is painful. I mean, as a Midwesterner, that is about as much as I could watch. 
if the Packers were playing, I usually just watched the Bears. And it was painful. I mean, Matt Nagy, he's a, a creative coach, but with the personnel he had, it just wasn't working. And at number two, I have the Minnesota Vikings. The Stefan Diggs less Minnesota Vikings. I feel like these the the thing that will catapult them into the playoffs this year was the trade for Yannick Ngakwe. Everson Griffin replacement. Minus the mental health issues. Right. And that defense is still very good. Unproven secondary, though. I mean... Good safeties, but unproven corners. With the loss of Trey Waynes and Xavier Rhodes. And their offense, you know, it's it's a play-action-based offense because Gary Kubiak is there now. So expect a lot of, like, stretch plays, bootlegs with Kirk Cousins. And they're still going to be a good football team. And number one, I know... You probably hate me now, but I have the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. I just I have learned not to pick against them, and I would have to say they're my second favorite team, just because I just like the way Aaron Rodgers Rogers plays. He's getting up there in age, but he's still he's still kicking butt, and their defense is underrated still. Jair Alexander is an up-and-coming star in the league, so watch out for him. And put them in the third spot for the playoffs. I I guess it's my turn now. I guess. So, okay, let's try to keep this under an hour. (laughs) Yeah, let's... Let me just get this out of the way. We're not even going to talk about the Detroit Lions. I love me some Jeff Okuda. I love me some Kenny Galladay. They're going to find a way to suck. All right, that's all I'm going to say. Um, despite having, you know, all these good players, the mini Patriots, as, they, you know, as they're trying to be Matt Patricia, he's, he's got to be fired. Him and Bob Quinn, their GM, both have to go um, after this season. No doubt in my mind. Uh, I, hope, I hope they both get fired. Not that, not that I want the Lions to be good, but it's, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to see their faces on the sidelines anymore. However, we want you back, that Matt. being said... That's true. Actually, you know what? Go back to now New England. Saying that out loud. Keep the same thing in Detroit. That's the easy two wins every year for the Bears. Hopefully, it will be again this year, and I think it will be. Detroit's going to go like four and twelve again. Just screw the Lions. We're not. We're not going there. Um, <sighs> my heart. My heart. I'm going to go with my heart on this. That did not sound right. <laughs> I'm going to go with my heart on this. I think the Packers are going to finish third in the division. Ooh, okay, okay. Insert sound effect. Bold, bold, um, bold move, Cotton. <laughs> insert sound effect. And let me tell you why. For a couple of reasons. Do you remember what their record last year was, Alex? Twelve and four. It was not twelve and four. Eleven and five. Thirteen and three. Thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen and three. Sorry. I made a bet last year with one of my friends. And I said the Packers will not. He said they're they're gonna. Go thir- he was so confident that they were gonna go thirteen and three. I'm like, ha, heck, no. There's no way they will go thirteen and three. They went thirteen and three. However, the whole year I was saying this team will get blasted by any good team that they play, and 
<laughs> they played the Niners twice. Yeah, combined they... score, 74-28. to 28. Niners won both games. I rest my case. And even in the Seahawks... Okay, I won't get into the Packers' history. The point being, the Packers that, were probably the worst 13-3 team. Day. Yeah. The Packers were probably the worst 13-3 team I've ever seen last year. Aaron Rodgers is declining. It is easy. He still can throw the ball like no one else. I believe, in my opinion, and this hurts to say, he might be the best thrower of the football I've ever seen. This doesn't mean that I think he doesn't make mistakes. It doesn't mean I think he's perfect as a quarterback, despite the fact that he's ruined my Sundays on so many different occasions. And the defense, while better last year, it didn't really seem like the Packers did anything to fill their needs. Okay, besides tight end where they drafted Josiah Naguara, big big whoop. Who? They didn't get exactly. They didn't get any more weapons really for Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams is still their number one, and I love me some Devontae Adams. Don't get me wrong, I drafted him on my, on my fantasy team. He's gonna have another big year. The Packers, they are going to be the ones to go 8-8 eight and eight this year. some Or maybe even worse. Something just doesn't strike me right with their lack of solid players, really, around the whole roster. And they're probably going to prove me wrong. I know this sounds dumb. Um, but I, 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 I'm not high on the Packers this year. Something, something is just telling me that there's, they're due for a decline. After a year where it seemed in a lot of games, they got a couple of lucky bounces in a lot of games um, last year, especially the Lions game. I don't know if you remember the horrible uh, two hands-to-the-face calls where the hand was not on the face mask. Um, you know, They saw the replay. He was holding the freaking shoulder pads. So, anyway, enough about the Packers. That could still be considered defensive I have them holding. at three. But it wasn't. It, it wasn't defensive. Either way. All right, let's just stop. Let's stop talking about Packers. The Bears will finish second in the division. Um, the defense will be better than it was last year. Only if the offense is better than it was last year. I think based on the circumstances. And there were a couple times where the defense did get burned. Um, more than they did in 2018. Way more. But I do believe that the defense will be better because the offense will be slightly better. From from my perspective, it's like you can't get worse than it was last year. The red zone efficiency was toilet bowl worthy. That was horrible. That was the worst part of the Bears is when they did get close to getting in the end zone, they couldn't cash it in. The Chargers game is the one that sticks out in my brain. Um, with the addition, you know, Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet, two tight ends, two good tight ends, not great. We'll see what Cole Komet turns into. And you know, we added Ted Ginn, another veteran presence. And and Ted Ginn's not the greatest, you know, he doesn't have the best hands in the world, but I think he, he will make an impact in one way or another. I think he's the kind of guy that Matt Nagy would like to use. And then we still have, we have, a, we have a lot of weapons on the offense, a lot of gadget guys, as I, as I like to call them. Ted Ginn, Cordero Patterson, and Tariq Cohen all play into what Matt Nagy's trying, Nagy, Nagy, dang, I, said, I did this on the other podcast too is trying to do, and I believe the Bears offense will be better. Obviously, Allen Robinson, probably a top 10 receiver in the league right now. Um, that's always really good to hear. And then, of course, the big question, obviously, is the quarterback um, quarterback controversy out there. Here's my thing. If Mitch Trubisky beats out Nick Foles, then, I, I mean, I, I'm going to be okay with that. 
for me, in my heart of hearts, I want Nick Foles to be our quarterback because I trust him more. I think he'll be more consistent. But if Mitch Trubisky is able to beat him out in training camp, I, I'm going to put my trust in Mitch then because clearly he, you know, has he would have had to make some strides. I think Nick Foles is a, Nick Foles is a good solid quarterback. So that's all I'll say about the Bears. I my hope is that we get to at least ten and six this year. Um, my hope, really, period, is just to get to the playoffs. I don't really care if we're the sixth seed every year. Give us a chance to make a run in the playoffs. Which means, and that means I have the Vikings at number one, despite losing Stephon Diggs. However, Justin Jefferson drafted him in the first round this year. And he is exactly the kind of guy that Kirk Cousins needs at wide receiver. He's not really that flashy, but he does, his route running is impeccable. He likes, you know, on a broken play, he keeps the plays alive. He did that a lot for Joe Burrow this past year. Uh, I love me some. Watch the to- the 2020 um, SEC championship game. For sure. That I, was, I love me some that, Justin Jefferson. That was one of the best plays of the season. Absolutely. And then they still have Thielen, who um, he may not have an overly huge year, but he, he's still there. He's super reliable. Kyle Rudolph's still there. Um, even BT Johnson, I hear, is having a really good training camp. So the Vikings offensively, I think, will be better. And especially, they're going to be better in a year where, you know, in 2018, people were talking about, oh, Kirk Cousins, you know, signed him $84 million, all that stuff. And even at the beginning, of, you know, the beginning of the last year, people were saying the same thing. And they got their act right. And they were, I mean, they beat the Saints in the playoff game last year. Now, you know how I feel about the Saints and how they do towards the end of the year. That's, again, topic for another day. Um, I already covered that. But, and then their defense is going to be, you know, I mean, they're still right up there with the rest of them, and they're going to be good enough to the point to where I think the Vikings are going to have a really good year this year, and they're going to win the division again like they did in 2017. So um, as much as, you know, I don't want Kirk Cousins to be good. Obviously, I want the Vikings to suck. I want the, Bear, I want the Bears to win the division, but I have to look, look at this objectively, and I've got Minnesota taking it. All right. Time so for the NFC. Go ahead. Time for the NFC West. And for the NFC West. And in my opinion, the my biggest bold prediction of the season. Ooh. I have the LA Rams finishing last in the division. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Now that. <laughs> All right. Well, let me hear let me hear you. I feel like I just don't I'm not confident in them. I mean, Todd Gurley was not the greatest last year, and but losing him was huge. They have two unproven running backs in uh, Akers and Johnson, or Henderson, sorry. And and their wide receiver court, I feel like, is a little overhyped. I mean, Cooper Cup is a good player, don't get me wrong, but Robert Woods... And whoever they else have, Josh Reynolds, is he still there? I believe he is still there. I haven't heard anything about him going anywhere else. I just don't. I just don't see them being as successful. Sean McVay is an amazing coach. I mean, he will rally them for a couple like good wins this season, but I just don't see them. And Aaron Donald will continue to be a home wrecker. I mean. If you're not scared of that man, like Khalil Mack, then you are living under a rock. And then they have Jalen Ramsey, and their defense will be better than their offense this year, I feel like. 
But a big reason I put them at number four is because I believe in the rise of the Arizona Cardinals. I am a huge Kyler Murray fan, and I believe the addition of DeAndre Hopkins is going to be huge. And Larry Fitzgerald will continue to do his thing. Christian Kirk is a solid slot receiver. And Kenyon Drake will have, I feel like, a solid season. He won't be a top 10 running back, but he'll be serviceable. And I look at that defense. It's an underrated group. I mean, you have one of the top safeties in the NFL, in my opinion, in Buda Baker. Getting his new contract, that will motivate him to play better. Isaiah Simmons, their draft pick, is going to just wreck havoc, I feel like. They're going to line him up at so many places that they're not going to know what to defense Offensive coordinators are not going to know what to do with him. And then probably the most one of the most underrated players in the NFL, Chandler Jones. He is still a good player, ladies and gentlemen. I know he's not in New England anymore. I'm sad about that. But he's still in the NFL. He plays for the Arizona Cardinals. And I feel like he will continue to do what he's been doing. And I book them around 7 and 9. Number two, I have the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson will continue to lead this team until Pete Carroll decides to give him help in the form of a big free agent signing. But DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are still very good players, and their defense is kind of iffy. Bobby Wagner is still a really good linebacker. And Jamal Adams was a huge signing for them. But I still see them going like 10, 6, 11, and 5. And number one, I have the San Francisco 49ers. I feel like this is one of the most well-coached teams in the NFL under Kyle Shanahan. I feel like him and John Lynch have just done a great job developing this team. They're deep almost at every position, maybe except the secondary. But there's a reason they made the Super Bowl last year. And that's because they're so well coached and they're so deep. And shout out to that to that defensive line. I mean, they lost to Forrest Buckner, but Javon Kinlaw, their rookie first round pick, still is going to be a serviceable starter for them. And I know you love you some Nick Bosa, so. Oh, I love me some Nick Bosa. So that is my picks. It may be a little bold, but. Once again, that's what I'm about. Go. Here's here's my thing about the NFC West. It's kind of for me. It's a reverse of the AFC West, where it's Kansas City, everyone else, and everyone else is like me, you know, mediocre to bad. For me, in the NFC West, it's San Francisco, but everyone else is pretty also pretty good in their own in their own right. Of the three teams. Besides San Francisco, who I think will win the division, pretty pretty, not comfortably, but I think by week seventeen they'll have it locked up. Won't have to won't have to worry about it like they did last year. The only one of these teams that has a glaring weakness in my mind is Seattle. Their defense gets worse and worse every year. It seems like, and Russell Wilson can only carry him so much, which 
But ironically, or not ironically, but I was just telling you earlier, can you imagine Russell West, what's your Westbrook, Russell Wilson finishing last in his division? I can't. I mean, there, like, I, there's no way he will finish last, despite the fact that I think the Seattle's biggest weakness is their defense. For the Rams, no, here's the thing with the Rams. They're just okay everywhere. The wide receivers are good, but everywhere else they're kind of just eh, especially on the offense. I mean, nothing really excites me with the Rams. Their defense will be better. Obviously, Aaron Donald is just just a monster. Monster is an understatement. But nothing really excites me about the Rams. I mean, and you had them last, which, again, I, I can't confidently put any team last this year. The only team, like, realistically, the only team that I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't be shocked if they were last is Arizona. Um, despite all their upside, just despite adding DeAndre Hopkins, despite the fact that I think their defense is going to be way better, I can't really imagine them last either. The, 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 it's a shame that somebody is going to have to finish last in this division. So that, I mean, that's, that, that's all I'll put it on. It's just, it's so tough. I, I can't believe, yeah, I just can't believe that someone's going to have to finish last in the division. The only way that it wouldn't is if one of their, you know, one of the starting quarterbacks get hurt. Um, you know, for San Francisco, Jimmy G being gone, I don't know if that will affect too much because his importance, his overall importance in the offense to me is still kind of questioned a little bit. But barring, a, you know, barring major injuries, you know, if, if all three of the quarterbacks, you know, all three of their best players for Seattle, L.A., and Arizona – all stay healthy. It, I just, yeah. It, it again, like I said, it, it, it just sucks that one of these teams gonna have to finish last. So, for the NFC as a whole, I was thinking about this earlier, while you were talking for the most part. And for me, three teams stick out as teams with Super Bowl rosters: Dallas, San Francisco, and Minnesota. Dallas and Minnesota, I feel like, are a little insane. Vegas has the Saints actually with the most points, but I've, I've kind of I've talked about how I feel about Drew Brees, um, and just the Saints as a whole as they get closer to the playoffs and closer to the Super Bowl. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl this year, mainly because I don't want them to. And for me in sports, it seems like everything that I don't want to happen happens. So, the Cowboys will make the Super Bowl. They will defeat the San Francisco 49ers at some point in the playoffs. Is that is that is that too crazy? It is not. You're completely sane. Oh thank God. But yeah, that that, that that's what I gotta say. I was all, I was really close to saying the Vikings, but I, I don't I can't see Kirk Cousins in the Super Bowl. Alright. Alex Alex lay it on me. Let me ask you a question. No no. When you think playoffs who do you think of? Russell Wilson. I think of the New Orleans Saints being a three seed every year. I think of, unfortunately, I think of the Packers. I think of the Vikings being Here's like a lower seed, you know. Here's the thing about your things, predictions. They're all NFC based. And what if a player from the AFC came over to the NFC and just started to wreak havoc. <laughs> I feel like I know where you're going with this. Which quarterback has 30 playoff wins? You hear me. 
30 playoff wins. Holds every single oh. major statistical record in the book for playoffs. You're not biased, right? <laughs> it's Mr. Would Tom that, Brady. Would that be Tom Brady? Yeah, yeah, I figured. And that is why I am going to pick dun, 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 the Dallas Cowboys to represent. The- <laughs> <laughs> I love that setup. I just feel like uh, this is going to be their year, like you said. I mean, I feel like they're going to go in as a wild card, but they're going to have a magical playoff run. They're going to be like the Titans of last year, but unlike the Titans, they're going to pull it out in the end. And I don't see them beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but yeah, I feel like it will be a offensive shootout. Oh, for sure. And I feel like there will be a couple games that Dallas wins. We'll be like, you know, like the refs helped them or they got a lucky break. And I believe what I want to happen is for them to make it to the Super Bowl and for the Chiefs to absolutely blow them out of the water. Like in a perfect, you know, in a perfect world, obviously my Bears would win it. But realistically, I would love to see the Chiefs just absolutely blow the doors off the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I mean... My ideal Super Bowl would be the Patriots versus the Buccaneers. Right, yeah. That would would be the greatest storyline in Super Bowl history. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Brady versus Belichick. (laughs) I never thought I'd say that. Oh, my goodness. That's All right, we got to stop this. I'm getting a little too excited. Yeah. Uh, Any other big statistic you – let's make a couple bold predictions for me on, like, certain players, certain teams. Lay, Lay them out for me here. All right. Saquon Barkley will have more yards this season than Christian McCaffrey. Interesting. More all-purpose yards. I think with Christian McCaffrey, kind of like like I've been saying with Lamar Jackson, there's no way he'll do that again. Exactly. I think he just he kind of hit his peak, and Saquon was injured a lot last year and still had a great year um, for the games that he did play. So I, I I don't I I don't I don't doubt that at all. You want to hear a really big bold prediction? It involves a certain. It. Involves a certain Steelers player that goes by the name of T.J. Watt. Will he lead the league in sacks? Is that what you're about to say? Oh, he'll do much more than that. I think that this will be the season that a 20-year, a 20-year-old record will be broken. T.J. Watt will have 23 and a half sacks. Holy! You breaking Michael Strahan's record? Baking Michael Strahan's record. I Whoa. feel like he is going to just wreck havoc. And, yeah, it, I mean, that it's a huge prediction. But I feel like if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be him. I mean, Aaron Donald is a good player, you know. But he gets double teamed so much because he's like the one player on that defensive line that – can function, but when you ha- when you look at the Steelers, they also have Bud Dupree on the other side, and Cameron Hayward and Jerron Hargrave in the middle. That I feel like it's just going to allow T.J. Watt to just wreck havoc this year. And I'm going to ask you the same question. Give me two bold predictions for the season. All right, one offensive and one defensive is what I'm going to do. I believe, kind of like what I referred to earlier. The Arizona Cardinals will be a top 10 defense. And, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do it. 
David Johnson will be a top five fantasy football running back. Hmm. New That's scenery. A good new scenery in Houston. I think he's going to turn back the clock. Well, not really turn back the clock. It was only a few years ago. He is going to go. He's going to ball out this year. Whether or not that means the Texans do good, I don't know as a team. But no D Hop and that receiving core, very unproven. He's going to be a focal point in that offense with Deshaun back there. Adding on to David Johnson for you, no, nothing will be as beautiful as the scenery of Cedar Falls, Iowa, on a <laughs> fall afternoon in the UNI Dome. Shout out to Northern Iowa. Are they? No, they're not playing, are they? No. No. <sighs> Sad. Yeah. We'll address that in the next episode. We're going to preview. Get a little what's college your de- football preview. Um, was was that your episode. defensive position, the Cardinals? Yes, that was the defense, yeah. All right. So anything? now. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. No, I think I was just going to see if you had anything else to say. We'll oh, hang oh, it. Awards picks. Let's go ahead and move on to our awards picks. Man, it, it, these are tough, man. I I, yeah. I don't really know where to go. Actually, I mean, I, I already have, to, I I have mine listed. For MVP. I have mine listed now, so I can tell you mine. Go ahead. I'll start with usually like the first award given, which is Offensive Rookie of the Year. And I will say it's going to be Mr. Joe Burrow. I mean, it's a very, it's a very basic pick, but I feel like he's going to lead at least something. In it'll kind of be like what Cam Newton did in Carolina in 2011. I feel like. He won't have 15 rushing touchdowns, but... Interesting. I would love that. We yeah. love you. Love me some and so, Burrow. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Going back to my topic earlier in Detroit, it's, I think it's going to be Jeff Okuda. Two Buckeyes. In, in, I like that. Defensive yes, Joe Burrow is a Buckeye. Don't, don't, he is a Buckeye. He went to Ohio State, okay? He, okay. He scored a touchdown for us against Nebraska. He ran one up the middle. Offensive Player of the Year. With my bold prediction, I'm going to say Saquon Barkley. He is the heart and soul of the Giants, and I feel like he's going to have a season like Christian McCaffrey did and is going to do very well. Defensive player of the year, TJ Watt. I, I wanted to put Stephon Gilmore there, but that would be way too biased. So I would... Say T.J. Watt or Aaron Donald, but T.J. Watt. And for my comeback player of the year, I couldn't really think of many. So I listed the first one that came to mind, Cam Newton. I mean, you could think it's biased, but it's. I feel like I it's going to... I could see that. I really could. And for coach of the year, this is a tough one. I had it in between two coaches. I'm either thinking uh, Bill Belichick, for if he leads them to the playoffs, it's all going to be because of him, I feel like. And that would be an amazing coaching job. Or, here's another one for you. Mike McCarthy in Dallas. If he's able to lead them to the Super Bowl like I have predicted, that's going to be something to watch. Okay. 
And oh, I forgot my MVP. Yeah, go. I was about to say, like, yeah, who's your MVP? Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> That's very chalky of you. Yes. Yeah, you know what? I'm not. I'm not even gonna argue with it. All I'm the, the only award I've really thought about. <clears throat> well, two awards. Dak Prescott will win MVP. Oh wow. E. I am sounding so blasphemous right now. This is not anything I thought I would ever say. I believe Dak Prescott will win the MVP this year. And I believe Dude. Joe Burrow will also win. Well, I, Joe Burrow is also going to win Offensive Player of the Year or Offensive Rookie of the Year. And okay. Chase Young Chase Young will also be Defensive uh, Rookie of the Year. And on top of this, Chase Young will be top 10 in sacks. Oh, I'm not that. Uh, I mean, maybe top five. Guy? Maybe top five. Uh, he I'd might say, lead the league in sacks. I don't know. This could be TJ Watt. Come on. We'll see. But for, yeah, that, that that's all I got. What? A, that's all for predictions. I think that's it. Anything else you want to add? Uh, I mean, it can't get here soon enough. I mean, seven oh, days. Sure. Just it seemed like an eternity. But I totally past, agree. But in the past two weeks, it's like, oh, crap. The NFL's back in a couple weeks. I think the loss of the preseason has kind of shifted it because the start of the NFL season, for me, has always been the Hall of Fame game. Right. I, w- I would always watch that in early. I'd be like, oh, football's, football's coming back. And with like me moving to college, I haven't had as much time or access or interest. I, no, I don't know what to say about that until like covering like training camps like I usually do but yeah it's it's going to be an interesting season that's all I'm going to say it's going to be like none other all I'll say is that it's about time <laughs> I'm just today was supposed to be opening night in college football Ohio State was playing at Illinois I probably would have gone to that game but Watch Lovey Smith pull off the best. Oh, that that never, <laughs> that never would have happened. We would have invested right. in my seven. What about what about you, Jordan? Do you have any last words for the folks listening? I'm I'm just glad. I think this is actually going to happen. The NFL, that really of all the leagues, the NFL has never really been in doubt. And I think the NFL for that they've done a fantastic job. They've only had one positive case. So far, too. So, I mean, whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. And I think we're going to have a season here. Obviously, this could all come crashing down, but I'm going to act like I have hope now. And I'm feeling good. Anything else you guys say, or should we wrap her up here? This is one of the longer episodes we'll do. Next episode, we will do a little bit of college football preview, update on the NBA playoffs, anything else big happening in sports. Anything else you got? (laughs) All right. Uh, stay class. Don't reveal where. Never mind. All right. <laughs> we will see you Monday.